Earlier this week, I was uh, scrolling through my Facebook newsfeed, and I saw a, a book, an advertisement for a book, and it was called Starting Strong, with the subtitle, uh, Must Have Goals for Your Best Year Yet. I didn't click on the book, uh, mostly because I figured that I knew what the book was about just by that, the title and the subtitle. But it did get me thinking that as New Year's begin, what do people do? They make New Year's resolutions, right? What are New Year's resolutions? They're goals that people want to accomplish in the upcoming year. And whether you sit down and actually write out your goals or not, everybody has goals. And everybody takes steps to achieve those goals. Maybe, uh, maybe you're in grade school or middle school and your goal is just to get to uh, summer vacation. Uh, maybe you're on a sports team and your goal is to win the next tournament and so you practice harder and harder. Those are the steps you take. Maybe your goal is to graduate uh, college and get your dream career. Maybe it's to get married and have lots of babies. Maybe your goal is you already have babies and your goal is to get them to college and so you're saving up for college to get them out of the house. (laughs) Maybe your kids are already grown up and gone, and so now you're saving up enough money so you can retire. (coughs) Maybe your goal is that uh, you've already retired, and now your goal is to enjoy every single day that you have because you've worked hard to enjoy these days. So your goal is just to enjoy every day of not having to work. We all have goals, and we all take steps to achieve those goals, to make sure that those goals happen. And so as we begin this morning, I want you to consider two, goal, or, uh, two questions. Number one, what's your goal for eternity? When you die, what is the goal that you want to have had accomplished? And number two, what are the steps that you're taking to achieve that goal? We are in week three of Reset. This idea that we wish we could go back and hit that reset button and redo parts of our life. And while that button doesn't exist, we have seen that we can uh, continually go back to our infancy of our, our spiritual life, our baptism, where our sins have been washed away. God declared us not guilty, where He made us new. We've seen last week how God doesn't view us according to our past mistakes anymore. He doesn't label us by our sins. He labels us as His blood-bought children, His forgiven children. He even calls us his friend. Today we're going to look at, as, as new creations, how do we move forward? How do we go forward and move on? And we're going to look at Philippians chapter 3. Philippians was a, a letter, originally a letter, written by the Apostle Paul around 60 AD. Uh, Paul wrote this letter from prison to the Christians living in the, the province of Philippi. And it's an interesting letter because even though Paul is in prison, uh, the word he uses most throughout it is the word joy. We have joy in the Lord. Pretty interesting considering his circumstances that he was in prison, uh, not able to leave. And in this letter, in chapter 3, Paul has heard that in Philippi there are some people who are saying that they deserve heaven, that they're they're content And they're resting on what they have done themselves. And Paul says in chapter 3, if you want to get into this argument, let's go ahead and compare. 
And Paul lists all of the spiritual accomplishments that he has had over his life. And at the end he says, but I consider them garbage, trash. I don't care about those things. I don't care what I've done in the past. I have one goal. And he tells us in verse 10. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Paul has one goal, and that is to know Christ. If you remember, at one point in Paul's life, he didn't know Jesus. Uh, In Acts chapter 9, we hear all about it. Uh, he, He used to be known as Saul, and he used to actually kill Christians. He murdered them. And then one day, in Acts chapter 9, he's on his way to Damascus, and Jesus appeared to him, changing his life. Completely reset him, changed his name to Paul, and ever since that day, Paul wanted nothing more than to know Christ and get to know Him. And as new creations, that's what we want as well, right? We want to know Christ. And so if you're following along, that's our first point this morning. A reset life has the goal of knowing Jesus. <clears throat> a reset life has the goal of knowing Jesus. That's what Paul wanted. Paul wanted to get to know Him. He didn't want to know about his past mistakes. Uh, he didn't want to know about those murders. He didn't want to know about his uh, past spiritual accomplishments. He didn't want to linger there. He wanted to press on knowing Christ and getting to know Him. He wanted to know the forgiveness that comes through Christ. He wanted to know how uh, the, the perfectness of Christ. How was it that Christ never uh, was proud? How was it that He never uh, murdered anybody, even thought of hating somebody? How was it that... He was so self-controlled all the time. And how was it that he did all this in Paul's place? This is what Paul wanted to know. He wanted to know the mystery of how when Jesus died on the cross, there all of Paul's sins were nailed. None of them uh, being attributed to Paul anymore. They were nailed to the cross. How, How did this work? He wanted to know the peace that comes through Jesus. That knowing no matter what happens in life, Jesus is with him. That even when Paul dies, he's going to heaven. This is the peace that he had. And he wanted to grow deeper and deeper in this. I'm going to back up a second here. Because notice what also Paul wants to know. When he knows Christ, he wants to know the power of his resurrection. We've come a long way in the medical field. Think of how far we've come just in the last 50 years. And yet we don't have any machines or any medicine that is going to raise someone from the dead three days later. At least to be uh, up walking around and, and healthy. And yet Christ was dead. And Christ, three days later, raised Himself from the dead. What kind of power must that be? Even, even more, this is the one who's ruling on His throne, the one who has all power and has power over my life. Paul says, I want to know His power. I want to know the power of the resurrection and participation in His sufferings. 
That's pretty odd, isn't it? Generally, when we uh, have suffering come our way, we try to avoid it. It's not something that's necessarily on our to-do list, is to encounter suffering. And yet Paul says, in my suffering, I want to participate in the sufferings of Christ. Why? Because there he gets to know Christ more. Instead of having a, a why is me and woe is me, instead of asking God why and cursing Him, Paul instead, when suffering comes, gets driven to the Word where he knows Christ. When temptations come and he suffers through temptations, instead of just giving in, he turns to the Word and to prayer. And he gets to know Christ. And he gets to know Christ better. And finally, he wants to know Christ to somehow, he doesn't know how it works, attain the resurrection from the dead. He's looking forward to the one day when Christ will raise him back to life, give him an, an, an immortal body, one that can see clearly, one that has no aches and pains, one that doesn't suffer through temptations, one that isn't uh, controlled by death and decay. And when Christ gives him that body, he will see Jesus face to face, eye to eye, and know him completely, know him fully. And he can't wait for that day. That's why we want to know Christ too, right? We want to know Jesus so that one day we can see him with our eyes. We can be with him forever in heaven. We can know the peace and the forgiveness uh, that comes through him. It's kind of like um, a pen pal, right? You can get to know somebody through writing letters. And you can get to know them, you can get to know them, but you're not going to fully know them until you see them face to face and get to know them. The Bible is Jesus' love letter to you. And you can get to know Him, you can read it, and you can read it, and you can get to know Him better and better. But until He raises us from the dead and we see Him with our eyes, we aren't going to know Him fully. But we want to. We want to get to that day when we see Christ fully. And know Him fully. But until He raises us from the dead, we will not accomplish that goal. And that's what Paul says next. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Even the Apostle Paul says, not that I have already obtained this. I haven't attained my goal of knowing Christ. And so what does he do? I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He strains forward. He strives forward. And he continues to press on. Not coasting, but pressing on to know Jesus. i got a video to illustrate this. You may have seen it. It's from last year's baseball season. <clears throat> the Atlanta Braves do a thing... Uh, this thing where they beat the freeze, it's called. There's this man who is an excellent sprinter, and they have competitors between innings sprint and try to beat this man. Here's one of the races. Oh, I'm sorry. No, point number two. A reset life has not arrived at these goals here on earth. I got too excited about the video. But that's your second point. We haven't arrived here at, at these goals. We haven't known Jesus fully, and we won't until we get to heaven. Time for the video.
Look at him. Oh, and there he goes. Yep. <laughs> he thought he had it. And so my question is, which one are we, spiritually speaking? Are we like the competitor who thinks he's arrived at his goal and started coasting, trying to get the crowd pumped up? Or are we like the freeze who kept striving and sprinting forward in our spiritual life? Paul says, I press on. I press on. I don't coast. I keep sprinting and striving forward. And so what are we? I know if we... Nobody here would say that they don't want to go to heaven. Nobody here would say, you know what, I actually don't really want to know Christ better. I'm I'm content where I'm at. Uh, Nobody would say that. We want to know Jesus. And yet, do we coast? Maybe uh, you're sitting there thinking, well, how do I know if I'm coasting? And that's going to be different for all of us because we're all at different places in our faith. Maybe we haven't attended church regularly. And so, for sprinting for us is just getting in a regular habit of coming to church every Sunday. Maybe for some of us, we've attended church regularly, and so sprinting for us forward would be joining a Bible class. Uh, that is, uh, it's all different for each and every one of us. But here's some questions to, to think and honestly think through uh, to know if you're coasting or not. Do you have the attitude that, I know Jesus loves me and that's all I need? I don't need to come to church. Uh, I don't need uh, other Christians around. I don't need Bible study. I know Jesus loves me. That's all I need to know. Do you have the attitude uh, of being content in your spiritual life? I've taken Bible 101. I've become a member of the church. Uh, I attend pretty regularly on Sunday morning. I'm content. I don't need anything else. Do, do you have the mindset that growing in Jesus is just one hour on Sunday morning and that's where I get to know Him and that's all I need? And so a personal devotion time during the week is non-existent. Uh, attending Bible studies is non-existent. Uh, another one to consider parents is what are we teaching our kids about pressing forward? Are we teaching them to be in God's Word regularly? Or are we teaching them to coast as well? Now, none of us want to coast. We all want to press forward. We all want to get to know Jesus more and more. We want to be like the freeze. We want to press forward. So how did we end up in this position? How do we end up in the position of coasting? One of two ways. Number one, our goal really wasn't to know Jesus. We thought it was, but our goal was really just to join a local congregation, to uh, find Christian friends, to find a place where our kids can be raised and have good morals and grow up and be moral people. Or number two, our, our goal really was to get to know Christ and get to know Jesus, and that's what we want, but that goal is such a long term goal. We are not going to be able to check that off of our to do list until we die. That is a long goal. And so the, the, the daily burdens of life, the daily things of life, start to take priority over getting to know Jesus, and Jesus falls down on that priority list. We want to press on like Paul says, because we have not fully obtained, attained this goal. We want to press on 
to get to know Jesus more and more. That's what Paul knew. And that's what he says. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I wonder sometimes what Paul had to be thinking a lot. Uh, He witnessed several people dying. And not just dying, but at his hands. He also experienced some pretty uh, big mountaintop experiences as uh, people were converting to Christianity, as he started all these new churches, uh, as he traveled the whole known world uh, developing Christian churches and pastoring over several of them. And yet Paul says, I forget what is behind. I forget what is behind and I press on toward the goal. Why? Because Jesus forgot His past. You see, that's what we want to do too. We want to forget our past. Not that we don't want to learn from it. Not that we don't want to learn from our past mistakes. We do. But we don't linger on them. We don't dwell on them. Because that just leads us to despair. And God Himself doesn't dwell in our past. In fact, God says in the Bible, I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. At the cross of Christ, God nailed all of your sins to Jesus' cross. And that's where they've stayed. They're not attached to you. God doesn't attribute them to you. They are nailed at the cross of Christ and that's where they stay. And God says, I purposely forget them. I don't remember them. I forget them. And that's what we want to do. But we also don't want to linger on on past spiritual accomplishments because that leads us to become spiritually lazy and and it leads us to coast. Instead, we want to press on. We want to look ahead. Focus on our end goal, which is heaven. The the prize that Jesus won for each and every one of us when He laid down His perfect life on the cross. And He guaranteed that prize is yours when He raised Himself back to life three days later on Easter morning. There He guaranteed that one day you too will rise from the dead and you will see Him face to face and you will know Him fully. And so death is no longer our finish line. Death is really just the beginning of eternity. So it's my prayer that we press on in 2018. We press on in our faith. We press on in getting to know Jesus more and more. We get to know His love and His forgiveness. Whether that be developing a regular uh, routine of coming to church on Sunday, uh, getting in a Bible study, getting in our connect groups that we're starting up, uh, just developing a daily routine of being in God's Word, or doing personal devotions. If you need a plan, let me know. I'd be happy to uh, get you a plan and and get you started. But we want to press on to get to know Jesus. And as we do, remember His love and forgiveness because there are going to be times where we end up coasting. And it's in those moments that it's important to remember His love, His forgiveness, that He won heaven for you. This is the Jesus we want to get to know better and better, both now and forever. Amen. Let's pray.
Dear Jesus, we, we praise and thank You for winning us heaven and giving us life eternal. We ask You to be with us and to help us, help motivate us to keep sprinting forward toward the goal of heaven. And to do that, we need to get to know You better and better. Continue to be with us. Grow our faith in You deeper as we live each and every day for You. Amen.